Miracy. Hi, I'm Bob Bly, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called the Center for Technical Communication, and we do content, copywriting, and marketing for business-to-business and technical services and products. The first job I worked for Westinghouse Aerospace and Defense, I worked in the marketing communications department. I put together brochures. I helped write and produce videos of our products, which were defense and aerospace systems. My specialty was radars that were used in airports. And I had to produce everything. So my boss said, we need a brochure on the radar, ASR-30 radar, which was one of our models. I did everything. I got it designed. We had an art department. I had pictures taken. We had a photography department. It was a big corporation. And I managed the project. But I also wrote the copy for the brochure. And I realized after doing this a little bit, the only part of it I liked is the writing the copy. I didn't enjoy any of the rest. But... I really, really enjoyed writing the copy. So I said, I, I'd always imagined making a living as some kind of a freelance writer. And I didn't think I could make a living writing short stories or poetry, but I said, maybe I can make a living writing copy for other companies. And that's how I got into it. Well, I only had two staff jobs. I was a marketing writer at Westinghouse, And I was an advertising manager at the firm in New York, Coke Engineering, the billionaire Coke brothers. And I worked for David Coke. But after that, it was all freelance. So initially, my mailing, my mailing of 500 bought me a variety of clients that were mainly, again, industrial accounts. And then people started hearing about me. So I'd get a call one day. She said, I'm the marketing manager at Chemical Bank and we need a brochure. And I'd say, well, I don't have any banking experience. She said, well, Joe Blow, an engineering company, gave me your name. You think you could do this? So I said, sure. And I got clients in many other industries, but I always gravitated toward things and still do to this day that are a little too complicated, a little too technical. So that has always been a point of differentiation for me. I do things that are a little bit too technical for a lot of other people. a publisher approached me, McGraw-Hill, and an editor said, hey, I saw this article you wrote on technical writing, Chemical Engineering Magazine. We think this might be a good book. Would you want to write a book for us? And that's how I got into writing books. I started writing books. That was never my vocation. Writing books has always been my avocation, but I stuck with it. And, you know, 40 years later, I've written over 100 published books. Based on the books, someone would call me and say, hey, I'm a meeting planner at so-and-so association, and I see you've written this book on advertising, would you want to speak at our annual meeting? And so I became a paid platform speaker. Same thing with corporate training. Companies would say, hey, we have a staff of 10 people who do our marketing. They really need training in copywriting. Can you do that? And so my profit centers became freelance copywriting, doing seminars and training. I then, writing books, I got asked to teach copywriting courses and technical writing courses at New York University for a time. And then a friend of mine, who I'm partners with to this day, he said to me, hey, you ought to get into this information internet or online information marketing business, produce and sell your own information products. 
and I had no interest, but he kept twisting my arm and I eventually did it amazed at what a good compliment it was to the other things I was doing. So in 2004, I, get, I became and have been ever since an online information marketer. I don't really think that I've made it because I'm always amazed at how much I don't know. There's always stuff to learn. You know, my favorite quote is Thomas Edison. He said, we don't know one millionth of 1% about anything. And I believe that's true. So, you know, I have what the Zen call beginner's mind. I don't think I've made it. I always think that I have something more to learn. My partner, uh, Fred Gleek, people would ask him, they say, well, how can I go into information marketing, which is what he's always helped people do. I don't, I'm not the world's top expert. He says, you don't have to be the world's top expert to sell consulting, advice, information, books, courses. Because there may be some people who know more than you do, but that's not your market anyway. Your market is the 90% who know less than you do. So you don't have to know everything. If you know 90% more than the average person on the street, and most of us do in at least one subject or area, you can be successful as an entrepreneur in general and as an info entrepreneur in particular. A lot of people say, hey, I'm in this to make a lot of money and you'll read in their books or their bios. I retired when I was 55. I retired when I was 35. I retired when I was 12. You know, it gets younger and younger. But to me, and I, if they like that, God bless them. But to me, that would sort of be not a positive. I have, my main interest is work. I love what I'm doing. If I didn't have my work, if I was retired suddenly, what would I do all day? I don't have a lot of hobbies. I don't golf. So my plan is to keep writing in some form and to keep doing marketing and selling until I'm somehow mentally or physically unable to do it anymore. I could wake up tomorrow and just say, uh, I'm done. I don't envision that happening. But the good thing about having some money is that it, God forbid that did happen, at least I'd have that option. You get successful and you get rewarded not by trying to become successful and get rewarded, by making other people successful. So I don't say, well, how can I make more money today? How can I be more successful? I say, how can I write, like in my copywriting, how can I write this piece of copy so that it's so good, it crushes the client's current promotion, their current control, and makes them three times more money? That's not for me. I mean, I'll do whatever it takes and they benefit. But if they benefit, it's going to come back to me. I'll benefit. So I always put, and I do this both in my personal life, my family life, as well as my business. I put the other person first. That's probably my number one biggest lesson. I'm Bob Bly, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me at www.bly.com forward slash reports, where you can download a library of free special reports from me that sells for over $100. Making It is part of the Mirror CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. 
And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.